0: Hello, is anybody out there? This is the A to Z podcast. I'm Zach Jackson. He's Andre Knott. This is quarantine day 962. Um, and we're here with another A to Z podcast. It's facebook.com slash A to Z podcast. A to Z podcast.com shouts and bigger shouts than normal to seeing to the honeymoon girl to American fireworks for helping to make this thing happen. Um, we're not going to lecture you guys. We're not going to play doctor's. We're going to talk about what's going on, and I don't know. We might get into some other fantasy world. Uh, we just talked what Dre for twenty seconds of uh, <laughs> before we before we press the on button, and I said I got a couple ideas, but I don't know where they go. I don't remember what you said, quite frankly. But but here we are, so let's fill some time.
1: I really don't remember what I said either. I just I, I think you made the point of it's April first, which means it's April Fools, and. I, in the time and the place that we are is there anything that can be funny on april's fools like is there anybody that out there that could possibly uh get a laugh out of you or make a laugh out of in these times like i know that at certain radio stations like they had to be told hey no uh no jokes this year for april fools and i, I remember thinking to myself you gotta tell somebody that right now
0: <laughs> no it is <laughs> um, yeah Th- these are strange times man and um what I would say at the risk of, of being Dr. Jackson is it's okay to not be okay. But, you know, talk to someone, breathe some fresh air. Uh, you know, all I got are sports analogies, right? I am try to be very clear about that, right. whether we're on right. here or we're talking to kids or just in general conversation. And just look at this as a slump. Everybody goes through it, right? And I don't know how many of you – you're out there listening, but I know fifty or hundred of you personally, and I know you all had a slump buster in college, and it'll come too here in in real life. That's all I got. See you next time. <laughs> yeah, uh, I got
1: <laughs>
0: one hand, I want to comment
1: on that hand, I don't want to comment. <laughs> oh, what a word! I, like, well, there's. I... To be the single, single person right now there has got to be great at times, and it's got to be a pain in the butt at times. I saw, like, one of these memes the other day uh, talking about oh, everybody over 30 without kids, and they're like, everybody made fun of us. Now you're not making fun of us anymore, and I'm thought, I am thought to myself, yeah, that's a good point. But I will say having kids, and it, it, it's a job, man. And it's like I, I wondered the other day. Cause AJ just like randomly was just like, so how much longer is this coronavirus going to go on? And, I, and I'm just kind of, and I looked at him and I was like, I don't know, man. <laughs> it's like, it like, good question. This, I go to last for a little while, but not too long. And I want to look at him like, why wow, are you sick of being around us? <laughs> and you can tell that they are. I mean, you know, I said this in the last podcast, it's was like, why would they, why would you not be tired at five and seven years old? Why would you not be tired of being around your parents? <laughs> um, so thank God for FaceTime. They actually, and I never thought we'd be letting them do this, but they actually, um, have FaceTime with their friends, you know, or with a couple of them at least. And I know for Jen in her job where she's usually, you know, has people going out working with families or working with kids with special needs, they're, they're tele- they're like using one, you know, you and I were just talking about podcasting wise, how, you know, we've never thought about or cared about people seeing us. Like we, the, the idea of video with podcasting has been brought up to us and been talked to about us, but it's never been something, very important to us right it was always just been kind, of kind of like eh we'll talk we wear sweatpants and t-shirts and we have to like unless we absolutely have to wear something else um but i know even in my 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 wife's business and and it's, it's working well because there's a lot of parents out there and like yeah if you can get us on a youtube channel or get us something where our kids are actually talking to somebody they know um right now if you can get their attention for 5 minutes 15 minutes 20 minutes an hour that's huge because Um, that hour, that 45 minutes in the block of time that they have, uh, it changes the whole day. If you can find something for kids to do, because it is the the parents are figuring out how hard parenting really is right now is what I would say more than anything
0: else. So I'm going to read you this because it's funny and it, it won't translate as well as it does visually. But, um, my friend, I'm going to go ahead and say the name Chad Bever, a longtime friend of mine. He's a teacher and I would assume a darn good one just knowing him. Um, I believe his wife's in education too. And they posted this on Facebook. Uh, they have a son who from the picture looks to be seven or eight. Uh, their daughter looks to be three or four. And here's what they posted. After careful consideration, Bever private school has made the unanimous decision to eliminate the March student of the month award. Due to surprisingly (laughs) limited qualified applicants, we're holding out hope that student behavior, morale, and overall performance improve in the month of April. This says nothing about the hard work, qualification, and dedication of our teachers here at Bever School. We've heard that nearby schools are making the same move in hopes for a turnaround. Godspeed to other area schools. And I thought they were speaking to (laughs) and for a lot of people with that post. Oh, yeah, absolutely,
1: absolutely. Uh, like, like it's just, it's, it's not, and like, Isabella's is too smart for her own good. And because she was gone before this even started in Arizona, she's like, I did all the work you told me to do already. Like, you know, it's like, it's, and it's like, yeah, good point. So last week it was supposed to, it would have been their spring break. So last week you hit her after she talked to one of her friends. She's like, why do you guys got me doing schoolwork when it's supposed to be spring break? And I'm like, well, because you were already out of town so the next morning we woke up and i was like you know what you're right spring break we'll save until next week (laughs) i was like i ain't fighting it i was like there's no sense of fighting at this point in time what are we we achieving yeah i mean that
0: that's the thing jerry and 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 then just like the whole real world human element part comes in like of course schools want to educate and of course a lot of you know parents want structure and whatever but they're also dealing with their own real life situations. Right. And it's all online learning and not everybody has internet. Not everybody has reliable internet. Right. Um, Not, you know, uh, people have other things going on that at different times of when they can lock their kids in and do things. And uh, you know, schools are wanting to be planning prom and graduation and baseball games. And then it's not there. And I know a lot of you probably tuned in specifically for an update on the Manchester coaching search. And I don't have one. <laughs> and part of the reason yeah, I don't have how does that, that
1: work? One, how does how does that well how does that work right now? That's well, like I'm glad you brought the, that up. I gotta
0: say, part of the reason I don't have one is because the people that I've asked said, listen, we've made no progress on it. We're we're immersed in this e learning. And I think, well, if we're gonna put education over football, we're screwed to start with. Right? But yeah, I mean right. how does it work? Eventually you do some Zoom interviews, but with school year possibly canceled and all of this in limbo? I, I don't know how you do it. I, I really don't. And, and I don't envy anyone involved.
1: No, I, I don't either. That is that is an odd situation. I mean, everything is in these odd situations in places that you know that we've never been before. I know that for Sports Time and Fox Sports we're working on a way for us to do shows from our homes. Um, you know, T V shows. Because and, and I think we all should know this and see this. I mean, kudos to ESPN. For doing the most uh, realistic thing they possibly could do by moving up their Jordan. Yes. Uh, the, the Jordan Bulls documentary. I mean, it had to be done, knowing that how long we we're going to all be locked down. Uh, but it, the scramble for for t- for for programming uh, is very interesting. Uh, and, and just like in, in that job, I mean, let's say and and look, no, neither Zach or I want to put caps on how many days we're going to be in quarantine or how many days. Um, I think the one thing you can look at when you look at all these, these people way smarter than us talk about flattening the curve. Um, I think it'd be idiotic for us to be like, Yeah, we're gonna be good to go, you know, on June first or on May whatever, on May fifteenth. Yeah. Um, I think it's that to is a touch on the date. And I know it's it's very small in comparison to what's going on everywhere else, but you mentioned you mentioned the Manchester High, you know, football coaching job. Well, if you can't – and I don't know how it's going to go, and this is just a perfect a small example of what a lot of other people are going through. Let's say, you know, everything is locked down until June, middle of June. Well, usually there's always – there's already some kind of system in place, I would think, for a high school football team to start getting underway.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: you know, this coach, this coach may coach a team and not meet a guy until August 1st. Right. Right? I mean, there's good chance that could be the situation. Um, and, like, and like I said, it's not like it's the end of the world per se. Um, but it is a part of the the you know of one of the hurdles that you have to walk over. I'm going to ask you this, and I and I texted kind of to you. I don't know if I texted to you or if I texted somebody else yesterday. And I'm not. I'm a gla- I would like to think I'm a glass half full type person, and I've always tried to have been. But just seeing what's going on right now, and and hopefully this virus, and this virus isn't going. To, and, and I know there's some people that feel like you know when it gets warm outside or when it gets hotter. Hopefully that. You know, kills it off. Hopefully, enough people have had it, and it. Like we, we have all these hopes, uh, and we hope that it was kind of like SARS and things like that. That you know, it kind of dies off with the heat. And once enough people have it, so on and so forth. But this is a real question, and it and it and I don't, you know, I mean, it's just a question. It's I don't have an answer. But man, on April first, this ain't April Fool's joke, Zach. It's hard for me to think four or five months from now that the Tennessee Volunteers are gonna have a hundred thousand people pushed into Newland Stadium. Yeah. Or that, like, you know what I mean? It's hard for me to think that on September, whenever the Browns are supposed to start, you know, September 9th, 10th, 11th, 12th, 14th, that just 50,000 people are going to be willing to sit with each other. That's just, I I, I don't know. It's just, that's on my mind right
0: now. Ten minutes before you called, I was actually emailing with the American Fireworks guy. And he kind of, John, and he kind of made a joke about this is the year the Browns are finally going to get good and nobody's going to be allowed to go to the stadium. You know, <laughs> um, that's how it feels, though. It really does feel hey, one, that one way. Thing so I, have, I, yeah. One thing we have always talked about uh, on this podcast when talking about sports is, is the truth is in the middle. When you're on the outside arguing about it or getting excited about it, whatever, right, the truth is in the right. middle. Well, I think right now, because so much is uncertain and it's scary to some, and I get it, and it's really scary in some areas, no doubt. I think the middle ground is bigger than ever, right, Dre? I think. Yeah, Kirk Street sure. spoke out of school when he said there's not going to be any football. How would you know? But I think that's in play. You know, I think the yeah. middle ground is so big that every wild idea that includes college football and empty stadiums, that includes a season that can only be played over a certain amount of months because it's temperature that, beca- that includes the NFL playing in Morgantown, West Virginia, or Arizona only, or those two places only or an SEC game of the week every Wednesday night at 8.30 on CBS because it's the only thing on. Right. I think all those things are wild, and I think they're more in play than ever. And and we don't know. Um, and so we can do our part, right? We can trust. Because right. Right. all you can do is that eventually the right decisions will be made with everybody's best interests in mind. Um, you know, we can all hope like hell that – in that May June window somewhere, that there will be some return to normalcy, which will help in in many 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 regards. Uh, but yeah, I think everything is in play. I, and I and here's here's the qualifier. Here, here's where you want to make sure that that you're not the doctor, right? Because every every dipshit doctor on my Facebook just is so embarrassing. <laughs> and when you guys you're do right. this, when you downplay this, or when you have, it's so disrespectful. To the, to the people that are doing the work or that have had the disease already. it's It, it really is. Right. You're making it about you. It's it's just embarrassing. It's par for the course, uh, but it's embarrassing. Um, every scenario, Jerry, like the NBA, we've heard Brian Winhurst toss things out. We've heard various other people, right? Vegas, Hawaii, Arkansas, Louisville, wherever it right, is. Right. Even the ones that make sense and even the ones that include a thorough, well-thought-out protocol about keeping people away. There's so many what ifs. There's so many buts with it. Is it realistic? We'll, yeah. You know, will guys be away? What if you go through this and you keep guys away for 21 days and you bring them back and the third day someone gets it. Right. Right. Like, right. Just, there's so much to all of that 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 we don't know. And and listen, like I I'm, I want to talk like sports scenarios here and take that out, but it just feels like it hangs over everything. And Roger Goodell, who already doesn't care that he's hated, and all of this has said, we're going to do the draft, and I really yeah. think the NFL has been a welcome distraction. But if these numbers turn, it's three weeks from tomorrow is the draft, and these numbers turn up, and the draft goes on, it's even more tone deaf than than usual, right? Yeah, uh, and it, it's there's just so many things to it. And, and listen, like I want to sit here and talk sports, and I want to say this is the bridge to the NBA from now on starting on Christmas like they should. Like I've been screaming for years, right? But it right. It, it feels – dirty, even in this format where we're just sitting here bullshitting and hoping that a couple people listen or actually not caring if anybody's listening, it feels a little <laughs> dirty to even go there, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it really does. I mean, and look, we've already
1: skipped over baseball um, where same thing. Like, like I just <laughs> – like, yeah, you want baseball to be back. But like you said, you put, you put a 25-man, 30-man roster together. Um, you're going to have to spend four weeks, three to four weeks together to get ready. Um, you'd like to think that, and I know that other countries, and, you know, you check temperatures of people, so you know, te- you know there's little things. But, like, how in America are we ready to do that? And have, like, if there is baseball, I can't see it having fans in the stadiums. for the, and, and I can't see traveling to certain cities right now Um, I just think that we're at a point in time where hopefully, because you brought Roger Goodell and I was going to bring him up, but you hope with all these pro sports that they have common sense people that, you know, we've always made the joke, um, no matter how successful you are, you have to have, a. everybody's got to have a no man. You got to have somebody in your corner that's like, nah, man, can't do that. Like I've said for years, LeBron's got some great people around him. He's had some great success. Um, but he needs a no man when it comes to his hair, just cut it off, man. You need to come on to the other side. In these situations of professional sports, I hope these professional sports leagues have a common sense guy. Um, you know, that look financially, financially there aren't many people that aren't going to take a hit because of what's going on. And I know that the money that these professional leagues play with is, is way bigger than what you or I play with or the, mo- the common person listening to this podcast. But at the end of the day, because lives are at stake, you have to have a common sense, man, to say, yeah, sure, this is a billion-dollar business, a $3 billion business, but common sense says we're going, we're barking up the wrong tree if we're just going to trot people out. And I think that – and trot people out and talk about how much money they're going to get and being a first-round pick. And, they, like, I, like, let's, and I don't want to put a number on it. That's the last thing I want to do. But let's say mid-April it gets as bad as people are saying it could get in cities like New York. Uh, Chicago, in the Florida area, hell, even here, um, maybe not to the same you know, extent, but it can get bad here. You really think that we can just flip one NFL Network or ESPN and talk about the NFL draft? And, and you know, like I just and, and to hear like I don't understand the big push. Like on one hand, I don't, I don't. On one hand, I don't. I'm not mad at the NFL for saying, hey, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna keep our schedule. But on another hand, as, as the numbers of deaths and everything else keep going on. I just don't know, is, 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 it, is it worth it? Is it worth, like, like why not just say, hey, look, we'll, we'll reassess, you know, in mid-April. Maybe we'll do it in May. Like, what is the difference with the NFL if they draft on April 26th or May 26th? Well,
0: right, because if, if you don't have rookie minicamps the next weekend, it doesn't matter when, right? Right, and right. And I, I think what they're saying is that people want this distraction that the work has been on schedule that we've, that the, the people actually doing the work, not all of us on the outside screaming or, or tweeting false things or, or all these things right. have always been on this schedule to do this for this day. Right. And and then we can do that. But so I can nitpick that. I really can't argue with it. Right. But when they right. come out yesterday and say, well, our schedule is going to come out just, just delayed. Yeah. Just, that, to me, is, is arrogant, it's scary, it's rough. I mean, Dre, how, how are there going to be anything in New York or Seattle for a long, long time?
1: Right, right, right.
0: Um, how, and, that, and, and, like,
1: I agree. Like, how can we send people there at this point in time? Yeah,
0: and, and so, like, now the The Raiders are out, so there's not a team. No, there's not. There's no longer a stadium shared by Major League Baseball and, and the NFL.
1: Well, it's, well, let's pause on that. Well, and no, I'm here's what no, I'm, I'm saying. There's no longer the, one, but the vague, the vague, the Vegas uh, stadium isn't done. Well, and they right. can't work on it right now.
0: Yeah, well, they may have to go back to Oakland. Good yeah, well, also what I'm saying is, you know. Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Philly, at least one other, they share a parking lot. So they can't play. the same. It's not the same stadium. Oh, yeah. But they can't play. That's right. That's so right. I think what the NFL is just doing is saying, okay, well, we're just going to count on baseball not playing. Obviously, they're not going to have that schedule, so we're going to flex our muscle and say we're in these days. Um, you know, I, I, again, we get way, way, way out of our educational grade, right? Yeah, um, for sure. In saying this. But I do think there's a possibility of either empty stadiums or most of the season being played in one or two places. I, I, I do think. Yeah. I mean, because here's the thing, Jerry, like if, if you do have to play in empty stadiums and this goes for college football too, what is the point of sending Texas A&M to Tennessee? You know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I, am bothered of that too. And, and in baseball as well. And maybe this, and maybe, and maybe this knocks down doors um, that we haven't looked. You know, that maybe this changes the norm. And I I know we keep hearing, but maybe the norm changes in how we see games, where we go to games, how we watch games. Because, you know, is there a home? Is there a home? Is there a distinct home field advantage in baseball? No. Like I'm asking. No. I, I, you know, like, like yeah, you can hit first, or yeah, you get to hit last if you're the home team. But I don't think so, because I think if baseball does come back, I think that you're going to have – because you just said, you can't send anybody – and this is my opinion, and I'm not educated enough to say it from what I've seen and read. I can't see how MLB could send a team to Seattle for, for, for three days yeah. or how you could send a team to New York for four or five days. I, I just don't – with everything that's going on there, I think the last thing that they need to do is have anybody worried about having hotel rooms and having a baseball stadium prepared. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's say the Yankees have to play their games – I don't know. I mean, you know, the, the Brian Winters, you know, thing that he had about the NBA sounds, you know, where you just lock everybody in a bubble in Las Vegas in a big hotel and you basically have, like, summer league with the NBA. Um, at first got to chuckle, and then when you realize the situation, you realize that may be the situation. Mm-hmm. I mean, do they do that in baseball and send everybody back out there? Well, in baseball, and they, just...
0: they kind of have that structure because of spring training, but we, there's no guarantee right. that you can get to those places.
1: Right, there's no, yeah, no saying in three months that we can all just go to Arizona. And, everything and in basketball,
0: okay. I mean, realistically, you could play the games in one or two arenas, but you need headquarters for the teams, right? Uh, right. Like they need right. To practice and all this. So, at the risk of talking in circles, and again, it, it feels a little dirty to say this, but I'm going to throw this out there. And this is not on paper anywhere. This is coming from, from my head and all this downtime I've had to this microphone <laughs> to you. Okay. So say, let's just say it's June fifteenth, right? And the God. NBA the NBA thinks that they can get guys together. They think they've got a setup and they've got an agreement. Because the owners want this TV money, need it in some cases, right? And the, in the play- So I to me, Dre, it's not realistic to just come right into the playoffs because then there's no TV money for half the league. Right? Right. So what if you went Okay, over a four week period you got everybody back, you practiced, and you played like seven games. Okay. And they're on all times of day and every day and you just you fed the TV need that way. Well, when that was over, why not put everybody or at least like the non fourteen playoff teams in a one and done type tournament and let them play the play their way in? And so you Absolutely have to. It's you know, thirty and twenty-nine play, it's a compelling game. The next day they play and then eventually you get to your core teams, maybe play some shortened series early, maybe not, I don't know. But I think if you get to that point, there's no harm in playing through September, October. Then do the draft, then reset, then start on Christmas. I mean, like I said, yeah. this is just – and again, we don't know what anything's going to be by Christmas, by Memorial Day, by any day in between. But if you can get to that point where you can pull it off in Hawaii or in Arkansas or anywhere in between – I would love to see that format, I think, sports-wise, and that's what I'm trying to stick with. I think that would be a hell of a compelling way to do it.
1: Yeah, and it changes it up, and it gives us a different way to look at things. I think the competition would be better. Look, before all this happened, you and I were talking about the NBA and how you know a, a mix-up would help them a little bit, just changing it up, whether it be a turn. I know we, they had the tournament talk at one time, and everybody was kind of like, eh, like the mid-season tournament. Why not? There's going to be, and I guess we all have to come to the conclusion, and, and and not just sports, in our world, period. There's going to be an asterisk next to 2020, right? Yeah. Like, like nobody's going to look back. Yeah. If we're all lucky enough, if we're lucky enough to get, you know, 10 years down the road, five years down the road, 20 or more years down the road, no one is going to look at 20. We're not going to forget what we're going through right now. So there's no problem to me in changing the traditions. You know, the NFL can say it traditionally has a draft hit within. then Major League Baseball can say it traditionally does this or this. Are you know? And never had a never had a World Series in, in December or, or Thanksgiving or November, uh, other than Derek Jeter getting a big hit in, in November first. I mean, if there's a time to throw tradi- you know traditions out the window a little bit and be willing to change things up and be willing to look through a different scope, if if it's not now, it's never. Right? Like, this is the time where I don't think anyone will hold. And I think that's my problem with Roger Goodell and how strongly. And look, and the one thing I'm, we've I've learned about Roger Roger uh, McDowell Roger Goodell. Roger Goodell, Roger Goodell Is that he's the mouthpiece for the for the owners? He doesn't go willy nilly just do whatever he wants to do and say whatever he wants to do. He has the backing of the owners of teams, and it's easier for them to pay him uh, a ridiculous to take the brunt of all the criticism that we bring across on the NFL. Rogers just he's he's just the guy that that puts it out there, right? It's not all his decisions. It's not like Rogers sits. In his office in New York, and it's like I know how I can piss him off. He works time. for
0: the owners. I'm glad you pointed that out because even I forget that from time to time. Yes. Yes, and
1: I, and I think it's very easy for all of us to make him into a villain. For us, you know what? what is But this guy's—he's doing what? Look, and 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 business people are business people. Um, and I'm not putting NFL or MLB or NBA owners in the same elk as the people that I'm going to mention. But look. These people became billionaires by being great business people and taking advantage of every situation they possibly could with their money. Um, they aren't used to sitting around and taking big losses. Not like I mean, hell, none of us are, right? None of us are, are, are worth are, are used to taking losses. Uh, so no. for them, like they, this hard for I, I would guess it's hard for an NFL owner to to, to be told, hey, man, you usually make. And I'm just throwing numbers out there. I'm, none of this is legitimate, but if you know if a guy's used to making you know eighty five million a year and suddenly you tell him that you know the bearer of what brings that eighty five million a year may not work, they're not just going to sit back on their laurels and go okay we'll we'll just take this on the we'll take this one on the chin. No, they're going to find a way to try to get as close to their eighty five million dollars as they can, uh no matter how crass that comes off at times
0: Two things: one, this whole thing is a reminder or should be to all of us. That no matter how king shit you are, how great you are, how successful you are, how happy you are, we're all one bad turn away can happen to anybody, right? And two for use the term crass and we've used the term dirty and we've used the term uncomfortable and unknown and all of those things fit like sports matter guys, because the real world is always the real world. And this is our distraction. Like, yes, we, we first things first is getting everybody healthy, getting people through this, you know, but like, we want this because it's a part of what we do. It, it, it gives you something to look forward to. Not everybody's me obsessed by it and has no outside hobbies, right? Like, mm-hmm. we want this. And, and I think through this, Dre, just the power of the NFL is that all this is going on in the world. They're doing free agency, it's given some people to talk about, argue about, get excited about, get right. mad about. Right. I mean, you're looking forward to the most embarrassing franchise of decades putting out new uniforms. We're arguing online about the hats <laughs> for the draft picks for this franchise. Well, nothing looks good in brown and orange, right? The Browns don't pick that new hat, does it? I don't know if it's the best they can do, but with brown and orange, you're kind of limited. I'm just saying, like, these are good things, right? It, 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 it's, right. It's, it's it's something else that's out there. It's a part of it. It's not a part part of all of us. It's, it's far, far, far from the biggest part to any puzzle that any of us are dealing with. But sports matter here. And and like when it gives you something to get excited about and to have fun with and to invest your time or energy or money or all the above you're caring into like, we need this stuff. And and these are fine discussions because otherwise we could bunker up and go doomsday. Right. Right.
1: (laughs) Right. Right. I mean, there's, let's, all right, let's go to the funnier side of things. Um, and like I, I can't wait till I get back to just caring about sports and us and and me actually caring on Twitter about the brownie elf. Yeah. <laughs> but, right. I mean, I barely, I barely glanced at it. Like I, and like and like, I feel weird. I feel, I feel awkward because those are things I usually have an opinion on. And right now at this moment, I have zero opinion. I can care less. It is what it is. If you're a big Browns fan, you wear it. If you're not, you don't. I'm so sick. Like and, and like. I know who I am, and and I know that I'll be Mr. Petty soon enough. But my Petty level is just not there right now, Zach. Like, I could give a rat's ass about a brownie. Like, I know it looks stupid. I know it's a function of who the browns are and what they are. Should they use it? Should they not use it? Uh, Like, it's like, what's your favorite pizza? Some people like pepperoni. Some people like cheese. Some people like the brownie. God bless them. It does nothing for me. It's an era that's gone. But man, to go on Twitter yesterday and to see people going back and forth and saying it's got blackface and on and on and on and on, and on. I'm like, no, somebody did, did not, not really say, say that. <laughs> I saw someone say it. How do you make a about blackface? And, and like, and I got a chuckle, and I did get a chuckle out of it. I'll admit, I did get me to chuckle. But at the same time, I thought about myself, I was like, who gives a damn? Like, 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 I, like, I have a couple, and I said this in a couple other podcasts. Like, I am so frustrated. And look, I'm a shoe. I like shoes um i've got a couple different companies that you know that i that i get shoes from or whatever else and if i get another email from nike or a couple other stories about oh you know we got this deal with this deal and i'm thinking i got two pairs of, i got three pairs of brand new shoes that I don't know when the hell I'm ever gonna wear them again. My closet has never been so clean and so and so good in my entire life because I wear nothing but sweatpants. I don't even put tennis shoes on. Like I don't even put any shoes on anymore. I wear flip flops every day, so I don't care about that email I'm about thirty percent off on a new Nike Air Maxes. I ain't buying them. I don't know when right. I'm living at home. Like I don't care about a brownie elf hat because I ain't putting no hat on going anywhere. <laughs> yeah.
0: Mindy has been all over me about getting a new pair of shoes, right? And before this happened, three or four weeks ago, I was like, well, listen, why would I do it now in the spring when everything's going to be a muddy mess? Like, I promise you, by May, June, I'll I'll get a nice, a a new pair of shoes, right? I should, maybe I said nice. I meant nice pair about store store shoes. Yeah. But we've been walking almost every day. You get out and and just get the fresh air and, and, you know, get away from this. And every day she's like, what about these shoes? And I'm like, what? Like how in the world could you be concerned about? And she's not, it's nitpicking. It's, it's coming through. Right. But like, you know, like it, it, I'm totally with you on that. And, you know, as I thought, as I, as I thought this morning, when I knew we were going to record, like, I honestly wrestled, like, do I even want to go there with my thoughts on these things? Like going forward like this they should move the Kentucky Derby back because they should try to capitalize on that summer window where we need things on TV. I mean, we have long talked on this podcast about the shift in sports and how it's not only about the TV money which everyone knows, but it's about now there's so many digital streaming companies. Now there's legal betting in half the states or whatever it is. Now there's all of these things that you need you can do and you need to do to to make your product stand out. The Mac was ahead of it 15 years ago. With, with what they did with right. night football, right? So, like, I think this this could be impetus for change. I would love to see the NBA start on Christmas and play into late July because I think then more people would pay attention to it, you know? Uh, who, who cares right. about basketball on October 27th? I don't. I don't know that anyone does. I don't. And so, right, right now, who cares about basketball? Like, I think even the hardcores like me have started to soften on – on, you know, the NCAA tournaments here and gone, it's not coming back. Right. Um, no. And and there are more important things in the world, but I'm fine having these discussions because we have to just think we will get back to normal. And sports, you know, this, this shit may change sports forever. Um, if there's not Great. a college football season, Dre, I'm not sure some programs will ever recover.
1: Right. I feel like I feel there's pro teams like that too. Yeah. Let's be honest. There's, pro, there's professional teams that if they don't have – if the money doesn't come in, um, and whether it's the TV money, whether it's revenue, they're going to go away. And I think that's the one eye-opening thing that I've taken from this in the first two, three weeks is that, you know, we talk, I've talked to my wife about this and in, in, in her business. Um, and I remember saying to her originally, uh, you know, I was like, hey, um, and I just used an example. I was like, hey, Burger King and Mc- I go, McDonald's is going to lose millions of dollars in this situation, so I'm like, as a business owner, I go, "You got to find your path. You got to find, you know, your pathway, and realize that there ain't many companies that are that are going to win. And however long this takes, and I said that two and a half weeks ago, not knowing, not knowing anything of where we're going. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was almost my way of being like, hey, let's let's not get caught with our, you know, with our, caught blind. It's coming. It's going to be tough for everyone. I and and I do have that concern, and I and and I know that when you hear this all over but if there are restaurants and there are local places that you really love and care about, try to find a way to spend, to spend some money there. Try like, I'll admit, um, my family has been a little bit, we've, we've been, we were just concerned. And I like, and we've been home now for two, we've been home for almost three weeks. Um, but I was a little concerned just knowing, I guess I'll admit, when you know the information, when you, when you start seeing and reading more information about how this has passed and And, and, and how, you know, what chances you have of getting it. I'll admit when I got back from Arizona, Zach, I was afraid in the back of my mind that I had a good chance of having this. Not because I've did anything per se wrong. And I'm not saying that you had to do something wrong to get the coronavirus, but just, I'm a realistic person. And me being realistic is that I knew from February, you know, 20th or whatever else, hell, you could even go back a month further than that you know, you go back to January, you know, mid January between me going to Jamaica, coming back from that, going to Arizona, leaving Arizona, going to Vegas, going to Vegas, coming back to Arizona, going to Arizona, coming back to Cleveland, um, going back to Arizona from Cleveland. And in the mix of all that, you know, being in Las Vegas (laughs) for three nights, um, being at baseball games, being around a baseball team, and not just like a major league team during spring training, you're around, you know, it's, it's a lot of people being at games. Um, And then being at airports and having young kids, I'll admit, when I got back to my house, um, my wife and I both, we both said, hey, now that we're back, we're not leaving um, for a while because there's no telling what we have or what, like, we didn't want my parents or her parents to do it. And that's been, and I said this, you know, and and it's been, to be honest, one of the hardest, weirdest things ever. And I know everybody's going through hard things. My kids are really close to their grandparents, really close. And it sucks that their grandparents come over and drop stuff off in the driveway or come and put something in the garage and drive off. Yeah. Or they're at the bottom of the driveway talking. Or we go to the park and we're literally standing 10 feet away from each other. And that's hard for my kids to get.
0: And it's damn near made
1: me cry because I know that they like hugging their grandpas and their grandmas. And I don't blame them. They're, they're a big part of their life. Um, but I did have a concern that I may have it. Like, I feel fine. But like I said, I just was around a lot of people. And now that we're kind of three weeks out, from that I'm like okay and I guess this goes back to what I said originally what is going and this is a question that people can tweet us tweet me at to tweet me about this because it's a conversation I really want to have um on one hand and I read something from Scott Van Pelt he was uh from the athletic I was reading it last night and he's he's kind of opposite of what, what I feel on this I love crowds at games I love what it brings I just don't know and for, and I'm just asking this, and I'm and I, I mean you and I we we go to stadiums and we take it for granted. It's a, it's our offices, right? Right. You know, you go to Brown Stadium with a way different mindset than 88 five percent of other people that drive this football stadium. Same thing for me at Progressive Field. Um, some people's sanctuaries for us is where we work, so I don't even think twice about it. But I think most of us are going to think twice about it. Maybe not. I don't care if it's in 2020 or 2021 or 2022. When are you going to be completely comfortable to just go to another stadium? Like, uh, I haven't I been, and what I was getting at when I first started this, I'm sorry. What I was first getting at is please take care of, of the local pizza shops and different places like that because for as long as this is going to go, I think there's going to be a, we're going to be in a different world um, with bars and restaurants and things of that nature when this is over. So that was kind of two thoughts at once. I'm sorry. But when will you be
0: comfortable just to go into a stadium and, and be okay with it? I yeah. don't know when for me. All right. So let me ask you this. You know, I'm sure you've talked to people. I know you've talked to people from Fox because I've tried to call you when you were on work calls. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I'm assuming you've talked to people with the Indians and like me, you know, uh, people throughout sports. I mean, is the vibe that you get that even though contingencies are being discussed and and some of them are out there, some of them aren't, is the overriding theme we just don't know? Yes. Okay. That's the overriding. That's what I thought. And and specifically, I want to stick with baseball for a second. Um, Like, okay, if if we're in a warm weather climate and we're not playing in home stadiums, we can play till Christmas, right? That's fine. Right. You know, put it on TV every day at 10, 1, 4, and 7, and and 10, you know, and and, and they're fine. However, if you're like in a mad scramble to get your hundred games in or whatever – and you think that playing in Cleveland, Chicago, Detroit—if it's even feasible—in November, and the team sucks, like who benefits from that? Ugh. Right.
1: Well, then is it even about that, though? Right. Really, it's about we got to get these 100 games in so we can try to get our money from our
0: from, well, right. Our,
1: from right. So that's what I'm sponsors. saying is
0: like, <laughs> you know, you're, you're trying to do it to bring sports to people and to get these guys paid and to allow business to, to go on. But, like, if, if you, you know, I, I guess the White Sox spent money, so maybe that's a bad example. Well, It gets cold as shit in Kansas City, too. So if the Tigers yeah. are playing at Kansas City on Black Friday, Trey, who in the fuck Ooh. is going to that
1: game? <laughs> right? Not many. Not many. Not many. <laughs> right. But But, and I think this is the other thing we're learning. On the TV side of things, and I think that's what we're going to have to get used to. The important. I mean, look at us. Like, what have you? Like, 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 what's the most things that are being talked about on TV? Like, we watched. We finally watched the Tiger Guy on Netflix, and the Tiger King or whatever else. And that's just crazy, Baskins. man. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, we we gr- we grinded through it the last two three days, and like, and it got. I gotta say, I don't know if you watched it or whatever else. The first two two three episodes had us dying laughing, and then it got just dark. Oh. Like, it was like the-, the last, yeah, the I, I wish so I wouldn't up. have even
0: watched the last two episodes. Yes,
1: right. It gets so dark, and you're just like, "What have I put myself through?" And I even said to myself I remember thinking to myself, I was like, if, "If basketball was going on or baseball was going on, I may have watched three of those episodes. I can't see myself watching seven of them, just because there there would be other things I
0: like doing <laughs> or watching." Can I can I tell um, you a secret with? with a dozen or a hundred or a thousand other people listening. (laughs) Yeah. Watching that has never never made me more want to write my masculine football book than ever before. (laughs) Here's the
1: thing.
0: And I agree with you on that.
1: That's a good call. Here's the thing I don't get. How are these people so comfortable Turning their backs on these big ass nine hundred pound cats and like walking around in cages with them, I don't get it. I don't. Let, I don't let the little uh, the Chow 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 Wow whatever dog like I don't turn my back on the little dogs in my neighborhood. <laughs> like, like how do they do that? Like I just, and I'm not an animal person. I just, like there's
0: so many questions
1: I have. It, it's wow, 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 wow. It wow, goes wow. But, like
0: so. Yeah, uh, I mean, it goes from this wild, surreal. Hilarious slash sad ride to this like crash dark landing, right? Yeah, um, yes, and yeah, you do come away with a lot of questions. Uh, you come away feeling dirty, you come away hopefully counting your blessings. Um, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, and like I said, I, I wanted to come into this and I wanted to try to entertain and, and talk without playing doctor. Also, I am not a detective, but she definitely fed her husband to those fucking tiger.
1: <laughs> 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 I mean, just the craziest, just like the plot, like you couldn't have written that story, like just all of it, just like the, the, the guys, and, and like they all got multiple wives and girl, and boyfriends, and, and and the guys, like I'm just like no, man, so.
0: like just. Yeah, I'm glad you said it that way, because I was trying to say this the other day, as some of us were talking about it. (laughs) Like, sometimes, as a a professional storyteller, right? Sometimes, like, I watch things, and and I find myself, like, how would I do this differently, right? And so I, I was familiar with the story. And even though I obviously had no idea exactly what I was diving into as we did this, I had some idea. Right? So, one thing I appreciated is how episode one starts with the Rick Kirkham guy. You know, of all the way, all this information and all this footage and all these wild, unbelievable rides through different avenues. I just thought they did such a good job of sitting him down and and basically he looks at the camera and says, well, where to start? Well, I wondered the same thing. Let's start here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Holy shit. Buckle up.
1: (laughs) right right well that was the funny thing is after being like halfway through we were talking to our neighbors or we're like i like we've uh, one of the things we've doing is we play cards on our phones with our family and with our neighbors we play spades it's amazing um and it takes up a great amount of time at night and it's been a lot of fun and jen randomly was just like i don't remember how this damn thing started and i was like and i was just like oh you don't remember i was like they i go they were looking at exotic snakes and some guy had like a had like a, some striped tiger or something in the back of a minivan yeah. she's like what and I was like that's how this all started." because I'm like you I'm always like as a storyteller as a, someone that tries to tell a story with a zing you know you're always in your mind you're like how would I tell this story right. and I got to get that guy crazy. <laughs> it was just like well turn the mic so let him go <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then, and then like
0: just you know my my tv background which isn't super extensive, but all these things run together. I mean, the thing that sticks with me, you know, non outrageous division is Joe is agreeing to, for him to do the web show. And the guy's just saying, I don't give a fuck about the web show. I'll work all day on it. Just right. my, my We need to get this other <laughs> stuff that's going on. Right. Like, right. Right. And right. there's so much of it.
1: <laughs> yes. and, I do,
0: and I have questions. Listen, I come out of that it, as with questions as a journalist, as a person, as, as a viewer, as a did I really watch that? Did I really allow myself to enjoy parts of that? You know, like, and then, man. Okay. Just in case people haven't watched it yet, you know, whatever. Um, if you want us to do a full Tiger King episode of the podcast, we'll do it. We ain't busy. We can't. No, yeah. We ain't busy. We might have to.
1: Like, they're, I almost called you, like, the late night the other night, and I was like, this is this is freaking unbelievable. Like, this is how they were living. Like, I, to me, that's the perfect thing to watch when you're you're stuck in your house for for a month at a time because they, none of us, hopefully, knock on wood, are living as bad as those people were living on that farm. Right. And that's America. Like, that ain't that far. Like, uh, where they were building the next one, because my sister lives in, in Fort Worth, and, they, and like, they don't have gambling uh, in Fort Worth, and you got to drive to Oklahoma. To Winstar, and my – and this – yeah, the went and I've been there. So as soon as I saw it, I was like, Holy shit, no! <laughs> I've been in I've been that casino until five in the morning. I can't imagine walking out and a lion walk up to me because that's what's going to be next. <laughs> 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 oh my
0: god. Oh yeah, my man. god. Um, what and you know me, Dre, I, I am not a sit still person, I am not a watch anything person. And even through this, the other things I've put on Netflix or left on marathons of whatever random channel shows the same thing 10 times in a row, I watch and then I fall asleep. Or I right, watch and text right. through the interesting parts. But to this, I was like, I was pretty glued. I, I got to say.
1: Locked in. Locked,
0: Locked and loaded. Locked. But, I say, but I say to you,
1: in a normal March, normal April, oh, yeah, do you watch all seven no,
0: episodes? I, I, I watch every minute of the NIT every bounce of the NCAA, and I mix in the CBI. Exactly. You know? Right,
1: right. (laughs) Then I decompress
0: for a couple days, and I'm ready to watch the NBA playoffs.
1: (laughs) Exactly.
0: And then then you'll mix in the first inning of an Indians game and the ninth inning of an Indians game. Speaking of that, one sports thing before we get out of here. Uh, I know why the the NFL did it, expanding the playoffs. And it will benefit a certain team or teams, and they, they made all sorts of money. But, like, do, do, do people really want six games in two days? Well, yes, we do. Right now, we do. Oh, right right. <laughs> now, yes. Give me your
1: ball. <laughs> um, in four or five years, I get what you're saying. Do we want to see the Matt Stafford's of the world play in a playoff game? And I'm just and I
0: it was the first name that came to my mind. Well, no, last year it and would have, have said, been Doug Hodges. They were the team that got left out. Oh, yeah.
1: that's right. It would have yeah. been Doug. It would have been Doug. Doug Goose. That wouldn't have been good. Um, I mean, you watch Mac football on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. No offense to it, I love it. Yeah. Um, you just said you will watch the NIT. You watch like you. you I mean, we like the competition, man. We we I had I woke up today. I'm gonna read a text that I really woke up to. That I get what you're saying, but I woke up to a group texting of friends that will remain nameless. Somebody will figure it out, but probably. Uh, But one of my friends at 10 o'clock this morning said, "I seriously might bet on the NBA 2K league that starts tonight." Got to do go do some research. Talk to you guys later. Our other buddies. Our other buddy. Put up a DraftKings thing and says you've won ten dollars. He goes, "I've been doing the free plays on virtual Madden games on DraftKings. I was a big winner yesterday." Yeah, I mean, <laughs> these are real people. Yeah. I know them. They got families and everything.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's um, yeah, we're we're hard up for some sports, man. Um, uh-huh. right. You know, I know our guy TA has been advocating for just the golfers that already live in Florida that are there to get together and someone put on a tournament, we'll watch it. We'll bet on it. We'll draft King it. We'll even if we don't have a dime on it, we'll watch it because we need some live sports. Right. And I'm like, right. Oh, right. oh, yes. Start tomorrow. <laughs> right. Go fund me. Uh, but, I'm in. <laughs> right. But does that change how
1: I think what the NFL is hoping is that you don't have the lose for whomever at, you know, the team that's the team that starts off 0 and four. Don't we always have that record? No team that's gone on for all these like 1%, you yeah, know, whatever. Right. They have to be hoping that you get four or five more teams that don't just say F it, that don't fire the coach, that don't sit the, the old quarterback, that really go for it. Hey, you what, know what I mean? We've all you know, seen it. If, if, if
0: anybody's seen it, we've seen it. Right. When it turns December, Dre, every year and people got football fatigue and people got real-life things going on, good, bad, and indifferent, what What keeps them glued to the NFL, that in-the-hunt graphic, right? Right. Right. Now Absolutely. you include another yeah. team in there <laughs> and that's a lot more audience. Right, And that's another, so, you know, that's, it's, it's two more playoff games. It's, it's more teams being involved and it, it, it does mean a ton to those cities. I mean, but it all comes back to this beer vendors, ticket takers, interns, parking people, restaurants, no game. I mean, these, these teams and these stadiums are huge parts of our economy, of our everyday lives. And you take away – like you said, I didn't think of it that way. I was – one thing – one mental note I made for myself was, okay, when we start talking here, I'm going to say some college sport programs aren't recovering from this if they miss college football. And you said pro teams too, and you are exactly right. Yeah.
1: And in the NFL, the other thing is this. Um, what else can they make money from? They've, they've got Monday night football. Thursday night football they made a billion off of. Uh, Saturdays are for, the, are for the boys and for college. Um, so you had a playoff game and you can get a lot of money and they can, you know, when, when we're back to normal life, uh, ESPN, ABC wants to be a big player. CBS must like, somebody's gonna well give them a billion dollars that for those two more football games. Right. Like if it's going to make that Saturday. Traditionally, it's going to make that Saturday. It, you get three games now on wildcard weekend. Yep. I have said to you, one of my favorite weekends of the year is, uh, is, is the first weekend of the playoffs. Well, now I get a doozy. I get, you know, so, Will it be the best football? Will it be the best playoff football we've ever seen? Probably not. But we probably will get some wild situations. And maybe and maybe once every five years you get a team like the Steelers um, that maybe their quarterback's been hurt all year. And he come, and we'll, let, Let's say, I don't know, I'm just throwing this out there. Team but wins. just think of, right, what if a team comes in at 7-9 or 8-8 and, and they had some injuries and they get healthy in December? Uh, or a guy that we thought wouldn't play the rest of the season suddenly on December 20th is like, I think I can go. Um, it gives
0: you another storyline is what I would say. All right, guys, um, we're going to get out of here. We appreciate you listening. We appreciate your tweets and your sharing and your patronage of our sponsors and everything we talked about. Jerry said it, support your local folks when you can. Um, you know, guys, like I said, I don't need to lecture you. It's unprecedented times Scene and honeymoon and, and American fireworks have all been good to us. American fireworks has had to cut their hours and deal with some things. Um, you know, like like most companies have, they have not had to lay anyone off yet. They're still hoping to have a big summer. We appreciate them being with us. We appreciate all you guys being with us. So uh, keep tweeting or emailing whatever your topic ideas. Uh, we would love to come on here and just throw yeah. out some scenarios. We're concerned about the real world too, you know? And it's yeah. one thing yeah. after another. Sunday morning, Dre, I, I, didn't, I meant to tell you this, we went for a drive and um, drop some things off started heading back your way and couldn't even get through. Cause there was floods a mile from your house. Couldn't even oh. get through state road. Yeah. Yeah. And it's right, like, right, man, right, right. Right. You know, it's one thing after another for people. Uh, so it really stay is. Positive. It Find really a positive is. every day, you know, and just for sure. Whew, yeah. Stay up stay one day positive. at a time. Yes, sir. Everybody be good. Take care of everyone around
1: you. We'll talk to you guys soon. Yep. Uh, go Joe. Is he still in prison? <laughs> I believe so.
0: I believe I believe he is in prison. So,
1: or uh. Uh, well, fuck
0: Carol. Uh, what was our lady last? Name? Carol Baskins. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On that note, we'll talk to can you guys he, later. Thanks for listening. <laughs>